Welcome to the MTB Tribe Podcast, your trail map for the world of mountain biking. And now, I'll introducing your host, Gareth Beckett. Howdy, mountain bikers. Thanks for being here, and welcome to episode number 96 of the MTB Tribe Podcast. I'm here to help you find out more about mountain biking, how to get out in the trails, keep you stoked and hopefully learn a little more about mountain biking and the people involved so thanks so much for being here thanks for tuning in i do appreciate you and i do appreciate you guys getting in contact with me and leaving me feedback and stuff it is all great it's great to chat with you guys throughout the week regarding the podcast and anything else you guys have on your mind now on to today's show and this is a good one because we've got robert from freewheeling.ie back on the show, we are going to be reviewing the Nukeproof Mega 275C Pro and the Nukeproof Horizon Pro Samhill flat pedals. Now, Robert was lucky enough to get a lend of the Nukeproof Mega from the Chain Reaction guys in Belfast. Now, I have a kind of love for the Nukeproof brand, to be honest. I, I love its styling. I love its history and how Chain Reaction have brought it back from the dead and uh, what it is today and to see Kieran Grant and Sam Hill and the guys on the bike is is really, really good. You know, it's also kind of dear to my heart because of Alistair Beckett and Alistair was the Nukeproof brand manager back in the day and, you know, he's kind of brought the brand back to what it is now and um, I had Alistair back on the show in episode number 36 and we chatted about the growth of Nukeproof and everything else, Um, so it's great to see the brand doing so, so well. It's always great to get Robert back on the show because his views and impressions, as he puts it, are for the average rider. And uh, we chat about how the bike works, performs, and the type of riding we believe it is best designed for. We don't get into too much measurements and uh, settings and jargon because we believe the average rider, like us guys, you know, we just want to know if the bike will work well for us, how it will benefit our riding, and if it's worth spending our hard-earned money on. After all, you know, a lot of us only have one bike, so it needs to do a wee bit of everything. So we get into that, we chat about its benefits, we chat about its a few drawbacks it has being, you know, 170mm travel up the front and stuff like that. But we get into the carbon frame, we get into the drivetrain, the GX Eagle 12 speed, we get into the, the wheels, the Michelin tires everything we cover everything about the bike we then also chat about the flat pedals from sam hill and they are the same as the ones he uses at this present time he just runs the titanium ones whereas robert had the steel ones to try it's a great episode it's great to find out more about this kind of bike and how it handles around our trails and um, it's good just to have a good chat with robert about it and see how he got on so, folks, if you're looking for a new bike and the Nuke Proof is on your list, have a listen to the podcast. I'm sure you will enjoy it. And um, I'm sure you can relate this to the bike you have and the bike you ride at the minute. And if you are thinking of changing in the near future, you know where to look and, and what to go for and, and how to think about how you're riding now to what you may purchase in the near future. So put your feet up, have a listen. And all I have to do is welcome Robert to the MTB Tribe Podcast. Hi Robert, welcome to the MTB Tribe podcast. How's tricks, sir? Very good, very good, Garrett. Thanks again for uh, give, giving me a shout and having me on the show. No bother, mate. No bother, and I'm excited about this one, to be honest. Yeah, you know? yeah. I think we signed off the last time. You were, you were, you're quite, quite keen and interested to see how things were going to go for this one. Um, you like the new proof brand? Yeah, like, yeah, I, I do like it. I've always kind of liked it, and then of course. 
I've had Alistair Baker on the show. Yeah, who, yeah. who, yeah, who was the Nukeproof brand manager, and in a in a way was quite responsible for bringing that brand when when Chain Reaction bought it, from bringing it from very little to what it is now. And you know, Alistair's just such a such a cool guy. Um, and um, I had him on initially. I think it was episode thirty six. I was chatting to him about you know about about the relaunch of Nukeproof and everything else, and how he had worked with Sam Hill a bit and stuff. So. Yeah, I like the brand, man. I just like it. I like it. Yeah, and it's good. And as you know, it's only it's pretty much designed up the road in Belfast, so it's it's it's. it's I suppose we can kind of claim it a bit as a homegrown brand too, isn't it? Yeah, no, that that is a certain appeal to me. Certainly, you know, I think, I think if you're, I think you should support your your home businesses as much as you can. Um, and I know chain reactions. A lot bigger than Belfast now, but you know, still, it's it's a Belfast brand. It was born and bred and Doch, and uh, you know, it's it's nice to show your support. I think that way. Yeah, and it's um, yeah, it's been good to uh, that the change in your action cycles in Belfast came came again and said, "Oh, would you be interested in in testing out the new proof uh, mega?" So jump to the chance. Um, what we what we had this time was the two seven five C Pro. So it's the first carbon edition, uh, full suspension enduro bike, basically. So yeah, it's been nice to get a try out of that and and see where see what's what with it with the bike. Yeah, yeah, cool. So we'll chat about the bike now. You also have got the Nuke Proof Horizon Pro Sam Hill flat pedals as well. So you've done a review on them on Freewheeling. .ie. So we'll get to them a bit later, if you don't mind, and we'll see what you thought about them as well. Yes, definitely, yeah. Cool. So first things first, this bike looks amazing. Yeah, it's a nice bike, isn't it? It's uh, When you when you see it, it definitely goes, yeah, it's got the wow factor on it. It just, it looks, it looks like a big piece of kit in the sense that it, mm-hmm. you know, it looks capable, ready for let's go ride bike sort of thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it looks it looks brilliant. Now, the one you when I saw your images of it and stuff, to me it looked black. Yeah, it's actually tech. I think the technical color is uh, midnight blue, and I sort of referred to it as purpley because when mm-hmm. I looked at it kind of up closer, it, it kind of purple was what stuck in my head more so than a blue. But then I seen comments on facebook and stuff come in afterward and people tell me it's actually midnight blue so <laughs> correction uh, for that it's midnight <laughs> blue with uh, the yellow as well really jumps out at you too for the for the logos and then a the little red little red touches trail uh, no it's it's smart looking bike now um and the the midnight blue does it do you get the blue off it do you get any black from it at all or no you wouldn't no it doesn't look black in person you know when you have it there beside you, you wouldn't you wouldn't consider it black mm-hmm. um it's, it's it's a it's a purpley blue maybe not so much purple but like a, a low tone deep blue mm-hmm. color this one is the as i said it's their mega 275c pro and their this carbon spec comes in three models of it comes in three three options. So you have your Pro, which is referred to as their entry level. Then you have their factory edition, 
and then you have the ORS, which is their top tier spec. So um, the difference, the the different the 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 Pro and the ORS both come with uh, the same suspension and the same same RockShox rear suspension, whereas the factory comes with a Fox kitted out suspension. Mm-hmm. But all three share the same frame geometry. It's essentially so essentially the Pro model is the same uh, frame and uh, rear shock as what you would get in the ORS top spec model. So the only thing mm. that's different is that what they've changed is componentry just to kind of balance that price point, I suppose, a little bit. But, um, yeah, so it's you're, it's it's coming in pretty well spec for what you're getting. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. price point, uh, sorry, the price point is working in around 4100 uh, there thereabouts pounds. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's... And I think that's their best-selling model too, as well. That one that you have. Yeah, yeah. The reviews, um, looking into it before I got on it, the reviews were pretty good about it. A lot of, a lot of, um, a lot of reviews giving it the thumbs up, and um, it's uh, it's quite a proper one. It's only when you kind of get out in the trails a bit, you notice a few other people with the same sort of bike. So, yeah, mm. it's it's um, it's been pretty good. Mm-hmm. Reaction to it. Yeah, and that mega range goes from I was looking on their site from about two six right up to about five thousand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so there's a good a good range of price in there. Yeah, and and the profiles then in the middle of it, I suppose, really. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you can start at two five. It's about two five or two six for their comp, uh, full sus full sus, mute proof, and then that ramps right up depending on what spec you want to kind of sign off on really before for so yeah there's plenty mm-hmm. of, plenty of choice and how much you want to spend i suppose i because i was looking at the because i was very tempted i nearly bought omega at one stage um and then the whole multi thing happened so i didn't bother getting a new bike um but i think if they get if they get nine in the range or if, is it 12 in the range is it nine Different ones, do you know off the top of your head? Um, it would be well. There's three now in the carbon. There's three now in the carbon, and you have you would have three for the CD of aluminium. So it's aluminium mm-hmm. two seven five, or so there'd be three in that, four in that. Sorry, including the comp, and then there's four in that, and for the two ninety, so the twenty nine er. So my maths is a bit off there, but yeah. <laughs> but there's quite a few anyway. There's a good choice. Yeah, yeah, there's good choice, yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, happy days. Now, that one that you have there, Robert, is is that the stock bike that Sam Hill's riding in the EWS? Uh, not currently, no. No, because Sam has changed. Um, this bike is what Elliot Heap would have raced in 2018, um, and he's on, he's on a similar bike to it again this year, but mm-hmm. it's the basis of what he would have raced. It was what I think Sam Hill was riding also last year but then sam has just switched to a 290 and now he's on a 290 mega prototype as well so he's a bit more going on so it's it's from it's from why he would have raced his world championships what he won his world championships on it's based on that Mm -hmm. and frame geometry especially is what what sam would have raced on and then as i said obviously sam would have completely different components in in what he was choosing to race with but the frame, the frame that you're getting is the same spec, yeah. Yeah. So, 
you know, for nuke proof, I suppose that's what they're doing. They're letting them guys test the bikes out, and yeah. I suppose if Sam says do this, can we try this? Can we try that? And then that finally kind of makes its way to the shop floor. Yeah, that trickles down to the customer. Yeah, that's the that's race tested. I suppose is how, how you would look at that. Yeah, race mm-hmm. tested. They find out what works, what doesn't work, and then that then transfers back to the customer. It's across all brands. It would be similar to you know it's. It's a it's why they go racing, isn't it? It's not just to win world titles, but to 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 build bikes that uh, people can go out and buy on the Monday after they win on the Sunday. That's it. That's it. So tell me, were you uh, were you riding like Sam Hill when you were on this? <laughs> I was. I thought I was in the car park anyway. So, yeah. <laughs> um, it's kind of a bike. Um, you know what you're getting. It's a big. It's a why I, I suppose a big isn't the word isn't the right word it's enduro spec so you're aiming at, at kind of big big riding big kind of mountain riding big trail sort of stuff um and it's a bike that wants to go fast and wants to go fast down steep stuff all the time that's kind mm. of that's kind of the ballpark i think um the it sits in and what they and if that's what they were aiming for they will have nailed it right in the head it's it's bang on point for for that sort of riding um it's a bike. It's it's got um it's a sixty five degree head angle on it, which gives it a quite a longer wheel base. Um, so it's built well for pointing it down, pointing it down steep stuff, and it really holds the line down through, you know, gnarly rock gardens, steep drops, that sort of riding, as mm-hmm. opposed to kind of your all mountain spec that it would actually just come off. Um, you have your it's spec with a hundred and seventy mil front travel. Um, with the rock shock lyric um and it's got a 165 mil rear shock with the super rock shock super deluxe mm-hmm. so it's big suspension and it's well capable of <coughs> holding a hit and pretty much any trail that you want to point it down mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah and there's you know the 170 is almost known as the all-rounder now isn't it really well, this is kind of big. 170 is nearly bigger than your kind of run-of-the-mill stuff. Um, 160 okay. would be more your right for for enduro. So it's kind of bigger again. It's kind of it's almost bridging the gap between enduro and kind of downhill in a spec, really, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, because the bike itself, if if you look at the bike from side on, it reminds me on the likes of the Mondrake or June or something like that um, with the 170 front travel. And those bikes to me are just getting more and more like downhill bikes every year. You know, even the shape of the frame where the top tube and the the bottom tube, they're almost parallel, you know, that kind of way. Um, So it certainly has that aggressive stance about it. Yeah. It's yeah. It's with the longer, the long, the long uh, wheelbase length on it, you know, but then, it's, yeah, it's bridging that gap to the downhill market, but it's still a bike that you can pedal up a hill quite capable as well. So um, all round, I was as well surprised. I said like it, uh, it handled the, the the steep stuff, the the trail stuff as you would expect it, you know. But it also could climb really efficiently as well, and I was well surprised with that. I think that's a combination, obviously, um, carbon frame, so you have a bit of a lighter lighter mm-hmm. package um also you have the shram the eagle uh, gear and on the back of it which gives you plenty of re- plenty of range for 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 gears so um definitely as a climber it was it was holding its own 
mm-hmm. uh, didn't really cause any issues. I thought I I had thought you know it's going to have a trade off somewhere. You know if, you know if it goes downhill well, it mightn't go uphill as good. But I was pleasantly surprised with that. You know definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely a bike you could spend all day climbing on. Well, not all day. You could definitely, it's definitely a bike you can spend the day out on the trails on, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think anybody wants to climb all day, but if, <laughs> if, if you're thinking about it, it, it has no problems doing that, you know. Yeah. And would you lock the suspension out when you're climbing? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Normally I would lock the rear shock out. I would never, I'd never locked out the front suspension on it. Um, and then sometimes I actually forgot to lock the rear shock out because there's a little the with the way the shock is angled in the frame, um, the le- there's a little lever on the piggyback to flick it into three modes: so you firm, middle, and then I will full open. So mm-hmm. sometimes I, I kind of accidentally left it in full open and kind of climbed, and it was still quite good. It didn't cause cause me any problems. So. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes the odd time that little lever can kind of catch on a knee pad or something. So um, it accidentally opened a couple of times on me as well. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. But then the way it's angled, it's not going to it's not going to get in your way when you're going down a hill because it flicks down for, for 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 a full open. So it's not like it's in the way for mm. for, for going down the hill. It was just it caught me a couple of times going up the hill. But. Yeah, so so you wouldn't be coming down a massive road gap and then accidentally flicking it to locked. (laughs) No, definitely not. No, you know, actually, that that would never that wouldn't happen. No, no, no. Uh, Now the rock shocks. What have you rode rock shock before? What do you normally use? Um, The previous bike I had with the scarp was uh, Fox. Mm -hmm. Was Fox, and then my own bike has rock shock on it, but not to the spec that this one has this one's um much bigger much bigger much better spec mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and what do you feel do you feel any difference between the shocks i know it's going to be hard to say because they're different uh they're different travel and stuff but do you prefer rock or do you prefer fox what way do you normally go um to be honest i didn't really notice a huge difference between both both um spec you know um obviously this one was 170 mil travel as opposed to the vice of scarp which was 150 mil travel um i think they're at that kind of, but they're both they're both high end on the high end spec so on mm-hmm. that sort of a range you know there's there's not a lot to tell between the two of them um you get that kind of sucky wishy noise with the fox that you don't get with the with the rock shock which is nice um i like that that there was much more silent much more you know uh, not as noisy mm-hmm. um the rock shock the suspension didn't take much setting in for me i personally kind of got on it give it a couple of twiddles of the rebound and compression front and rear but didn't need to spend much time rooting with it and um it worked well so you know if you i suppose if it was a doing a full and much more longer review you'd want to maybe try and fine tune it here and there more but generally for me it was working pretty good on that said i do wonder was i not you know for my own ability level i probably wasn't getting as i wasn't taking the most out of the suspension too you can um Mm-hmm. You no, know, it's a big suspension, and I wouldn't. I'm 
average Joe, you know, that type of thing. So I'm not like I'm smashing through the stroke all the time. Um, but generally, you no know, suspension worked well for me. I did act, a couple of, uh, another lad had a quick spin on it, just he, out of pure curiosity when writing the trails, he wanted to have a quick go on it. And he thought, to be fair, he thought the rebound needed a, a little bit of tweaking on it. But um, for me, it didn't. But I, I suppose it's horses for courses and riding styles. And I tend to be sort of smooth and not fast enough maybe to, to blow it out <laughs> stroke. So uh, it, it worked for me, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very good. And it's one of these debates that keeps going on, you know, rocks or rock or fox and all this. But you know, sometimes I think if you put somebody on a bike and didn't tell them what suspension they were riding, could they really tell you what the brand is? You know. Yeah, um, I would. I would question a lot of people. A lot of people tend to cite numbers and figures at you, but then I suppose if you really push them on it, how well do they know the numbers and figures that they're they're citing? You know. Um, at the end of the day, the, the suspension has got that good anyway. It's it's uh, it, it can be hard to tell. I think it does boil down to, to kind of preference of what you like more than what you feel, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, no, I understand that for sure. And that's the way I would go normally too, you know. Yeah, but you have good scope for adjustment, you know. You've got plenty of... You've, you've you've good scope and rebound and compression and adjustment on front and rear so you know there's a lot you can do a lot with it which is which is pretty good which you expect at that level anyway mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah for sure um let's chat a wee bit about wheel size yeah now on your vitus that you reviewed the scarp it was a 29er yeah um and this is 27.5 now I'm quite interested that you you were saying that when it was going downhill, it wanted to you know go from A to B, it held the line, um, because you normally hear that from people talking about twenty niners. So, do you think the twenty seven point five would work the same as the twenty niner in this aspect, or? Um. Well, as, well as I, as I said, was when it goes. On the steep stuff is where, like it, it, um, it didn't have an issue. Um, the twenty-seven, for me, I'd, for me, I'd probably still prefer the twenty-niner, just as that all-round um, climber kind of keeps a bit more rolling speed on the mellower stuff, um, and and it just kind of worked better for me. I would imagine after kind of riding both wheel sizes, I, I'd kind of prefer to go back to the 29 or i think mm-hmm. um as a bike itself with the 27 i don't think it, it affected it at all really um when it's it's happiest when it's going down steep trails gnarly trails and the the 27 wheels just held fine you know yeah so what you need to get next then is that only on the 29 to see how that goes <laughs> yeah yeah it'd be interesting um it yeah, be interesting. I suppose see what see what would work. Although they only have this one in in the tw- in the car in the carbon frame, it's only coming in six fifty B wheels. Yeah, yeah. So was the bike even though it was solid uh, going downhill? How was the bike on the flats and stuff like that? Could you still turn it and throw it about a bit? And yeah, and I I kind of rode it in a couple of varying places. And one of them, one place I did take it to was Bigwood in Newry. I don't know if you know Bigwood just mm-hmm. out there, yeah. and it's it's a quite a popular place. And for me, the bike just was it didn't work for me there at all. Um, I found 
it's not the it's it's just a small forestry area the trails aren't actually very steep and it's quite pedly a lot in places and for me the bike just didn't work there it wasn't it wasn't suited to it at all um the the, the trails were too mellow in a sense and I, I, the bike just wasn't happy it just it didn't it wasn't it wasn't just uh, it wasn't working well mm-hmm. um there wasn't i when i rode it because when i rode it around there there was no real kind of excitement in, in in what you're riding you were just kind of riding through stuff and kind of the hits that you're expecting it to kind of be poppy and playful on it was just kind of just kind of rode through them you know that type of thing so mm-hmm. it definitely was out of place there it wasn't um it wasn't happy on, on that sort of riding so if you were kind of looking for a bike that was doing that kind of mellow not xc sort of stuff but not you know you not on a steep stuff it it, it wasn't the right bike for that for me personally i didn't feel feel it worked mm-hmm. on it there um do you think that was because of the head angle or do you think that was because of the 170 travel it's a it's got to be a combination of both you know you have your 170 travel so it's it's huge soakage really so it's not you know it you it's not you're not going to notice the little bumps and if all you have is little bumps and hits and roots and stuff it's not going to notice that and then also mm. like the head angle it's quite a long slack bike so you know where you have to pedal and, and trails like that it, it's um it's not it's not working for you it's not really holding the speed on that kind of mellow stuff that said when you point again when you point it down the steep stuff or when you're pushing on that's when it gets gets into its happy place for me mm-hmm. definitely mm-hmm. and where where did you have the bike robert where it was really really good for you um as i said i had it in bigwood and then also uh ravensdale which is kind of my local but if people for anyone that's just recently raced um the irish championships there they know stage three quite well there's a couple of kind of steep stuff there the stage what we call stage three which is the old downhill trail and then there's another trail called 999 which is it's a steep it's got a few steep vertical drops in it too and that drops into the top of what you would call born slippy which would be their stage i think it was stage five for them in the irish championship and that's um i did quite a few kind of comparison kind of back to back different weather style weather weather tests there one day we had like an up we did like just an uplift there's a few of us did it got together and we did a bit of an uplift and we basically rode that trail repeatedly and that's where I found um, it to work really good. There was a section in it um, that actually wasn't into the Irish Championship. It was like, kind of, they call it, we call it like Maribo Rock Garden and it's a real steep, gnarly, rocky shoot. And it's it's a little bit above my pay grade, if you know what I mean, that sort, <laughs> of, a, <laughs> sort of a riding. And um, the first day I rode it and, came down through the garden and it was dry and the bike was just it just it just popped off just popped and hopped off each rock as you went down there was no you know there was no um there was no holding back on it at all it was and you could feel real i don't like to use the you know that kind of phrase that confidence inspiring uh cliche a lot of people right use but um it did give you that kind of Oh, I can just hit that rock and I know it'll take me across to this next rock and then I'm fine. I'm going to 
ride it out through here and and the bike did exactly that like it didn't give you with that long with the slackness on the on the head angle and that longer wheelbase you don't feel like you're about to be pitched over the the handlebars you know you can mm-hmm. drop off stuff especially if you're not i'm not of the level where i would just gap out off something like that you know i i kind of need that kind of fail safe of being able to drop off at where and when i need to and 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 the bike didn't have an issue whereas i know other people that came down it and they're on slightly different bikes and 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 they could you know they were saying oh that was a steep drop there or whatever and i was like oh, i didn't actually notice that i just i just let the bike do its thing and away i went you know that um which was pretty cool and then the next time that i was up there i rode the same section again i had been just raining so the rocks were slippy and it just went down a perfect i was like wow i was expecting expecting way more grief than that you know <laughs> and then and i think and that's where i really enjoyed the bike the most was the fact that you could rock up to uh to a steep section something just a bit above kind of your comfort zone you know just out of your comfort zone and you know the bike's going to handle it and take it and it's not you know you're not um you know you're not hanging on for dear life with it and I think that's that's definitely where where it works well, you know. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the bike you want to. For me, what I found, I suppose, it's probably. I've, for me, what I found most of it, it's um, it's one if you're if you're if you're racing, like say if you're if you're focused a lot on racing enduro or you wanted to do some downhills, you know, you're doing uplift days maybe in Ross Trevor or Glen Cullen. Um, and you're and you're, you've got steep trails and you're riding that it, it's it's a bike that really excels well in that sort of conditions and terrain where you know you're pushing on or you're dropping into stuff that's just a little above where you where you want to be it's it's a uh, it, it, it just really found its happy place there for me definitely mm-hmm. yeah yeah and i suppose for the young guys out there that are wanting to do that crazy stuff you know it's yeah. it's, it's maybe a good move for them Definitely, you know, if I was if I was ten years more younger, I'd, I'd be there <laughs> too, get sending it off. Like when I, I, I did the did the photo shoot for it, I, um, I had um, a guy called James Fleming. Um, people know him as FMX Photography, and he's a real handy rider. He's like he's 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 that kind of younger generation where they jump and send things without get costing them much of a thought, you know, and. Um, we were we were up and went up to the lumpers with it, and um, there was a big there's a big ladder drop. Of, I suppose no, it's it's a it's a big what would you call them ladder drops really, isn't it? Mm-hmm, Where's mm-hmm. the big And you know he it's he he just sent it off at no problem, and you know did five or six takes of the one jump, and you know more and more you could just see him just getting a little bit more thrown it sideways each time and enjoying it, you know. Yeah. The bike was uh, the bike was perfectly capable and stuff like that, and that's bits of that was actually like a few years ago. That would be more downhill bike only stuff, and whereas that was sort of bridged the gap to it now, and it's just it's just let her at it, you know that type of thing. Yeah, totally. And like, what did he think of the bike? Yeah, no, probably because we were doing a photo shoot, he didn't get a full proper spin, but he quite enjoyed it. Um, I think he was surprised how well it did handle for stuff like that. You know, he. He didn't know it from Adam when he jumped on it, and yet, you know, within a cup, he'd, he'd ride a section just to get a feel of it, and within one or two more goals, he was 
popping off some rocks and stuff that it's like yeah he's, he's well in tune with it straight away so he, he he's quite surprised with it how capable it was and how easy or comfortable it was to adapt to it wasn't um it didn't take much bedding in period for him at all i was where he was he, he was it was good to watch on it now mm-hmm. and what does he normally ride robert do you know what he rides um what was he on um i can't for life of me think about it at the minute um what he's on um mm. He's on a 29-inch wheel one anyway. Right, okay. Yeah, it's interesting. I'm just I'm just trying to think, you know, is it... Who's this bike aimed for, really? You know, is it... Yeah. Is it a, a bike... Is it your one bike? Is it the bike you have? Or is it a bike you would maybe have sitting beside your 150 travel or your 140 travel or something like that? Do you know, who do you think Nuke Proof is kind of aimed this at? Um, well, that's what I was kind of thinking, trying to think of the whole way sort of through while I had it. And my kind of take on it would be, as I sort of suggested earlier, was that if you were, if you're a guy that's, if you're doing, if you're racing enduro um, week in, week out, and you want to do some downhill stuff at the same time, you know, you're, you're kind of keen for pushing hard and, and you know, you're, you're looking for a bike that's sort of able to push on hard all the time. You know, it's it sits in that ballpark of what you want. Um, yeah, you've got more travel than probably you need. It's got a light, you know, carbon frame, so it's nice and light. It's it's not going to train you out climbing climbing up to liaison on sections on a race day. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got your you've set a uh, SRAM guide brakes, so you've plenty of stopping power. You've good um good componentry across the lot, and then uh, it's uh, and it's got the Michelin uh, Wild Enduro tires as well. So it as a package, it comes re- it's pretty much ready to race package as it comes. Um, then you know on your day off from your sort of your racing and you're out hitting hitting uh, jumps or you're out hitting kind of steep trails or that sort of riding. It, it really sits well there, you know. Um, for me, sometimes like I, I'm not, I don't always want to be on the clock when I'm riding. Yeah, some days you you kind of get keen or giddy and you want to push it on. But for me, I I'm kind of I suppose a bit older now, so I'm not going to be <laughs> risking it all that well, you know. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't. That's where I would probably kind of um, kind of tune back a little bit from it. But um, yeah. I think you know. It's and that's more of a statement of myself than a statement of the bike. If if you kind of understand where I'm coming from, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it's interesting, you know, because we all want to be able to do these big drop offs, and we all, you know, everybody wants a nice, a big, you know, one seventy travel bike. It looks cool yeah. and everything else. But do you think, you know, for the majority of people out there, the weekend warriors, the guys that aren't hitting anything too steep. Do you think 170 is just too much bike or is it something you can use and get away with it? You know what I mean? Or does the head angle and all then come in and make the bike, as you say, not as nice on the flatter stuff? Yeah, like on paper, you have your, your 170 mil, 165 in the rear travel. So it, it, you can get away with a lot more stuff on it. And that, that allows you to try a lot more stuff or kind of raise the bar and what you're riding. Um, it depends on 
Well, it depends a lot. Of, a lot of it will depend on where you're riding too. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, like if you're kind of not on those kind of, kind of gnarlier trails, you mightn't get the best out of the bike or it mightn't be the one for you. Um, if you're more into your kind of, not cross country riding, but that kind of, um, you know, more gentler sort of downhill tracks or tra- enduro trails, you know, a 150 is something probably that's more, more and more down your street, you know, mm-hmm. um, because you'll, because you'll feel like you're trying harder, if you know what I mean, in the sense that, you know, you're using all the travel of a 150, whereas if you're not using all the travel of a 170, you're not going to feel like you're trying, you know, you mightn't be going as quick, but on the on the 150 mil travel, but you feel like you're maybe trying a bit harder or you might enjoy that more, I think. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. It kind of takes more rider input. Yeah, yeah. Than the bike just doing what the bike does kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah, Because like the like one of the trails as I said, the road was called 999 and, you know, on a, on a wet day, I wouldn't normally go near it and kind of the day we were up, it was a bit wet and greasy and, and it's, as I said, it's a, it's another one that's a little above my pay grade. Um, on a dry day, I feel like I can handle it pretty good and a wet day, I'm like, oh, maybe I shouldn't ride that one today. I'll, I'll leave it for another day and we're there anyway. So I was like, oh, sure, I'll give it a crack and, um, you know, I'd, I'd come down and, and I was like, that was that was easy, like way easier than I expected to be. And you know, the bike had not, it didn't ca- it didn't cause it any fuss, and 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 that gives you that kind of extra confidence that you can go on and you can tackle bigger stuff. And you will, it's kind of fifty fifty. You will end up raising your, you know, your ability level to a sense because you got more confidence in taking on the bigger stuff because you know the bike and the package is capable of doing it and then on the other side um it's once you start going that way you're kind of then starting to look for that bigger stuff all the time so you're looking instead of just kind of being happier on the mellow or stuff you're kind of looking for bigger hits or whatever and Mm -hmm. it depends on whether you want to go down that road with your riding you know yeah um i totally understand it yeah it's there's just so much option out there now that it can be quite confusing for people you know what to go for yeah exactly um for me definitely you know it's 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 a it would be more a racer's mentality bike for me than just uh a weekend spin you know Mm -hmm. type of type of machine um like it does everything really really well and really strongly you know it you know it handles great it ride it climbs really well surprisingly really well it's got a great componentry package on it you know you've got you know good rock shock suspension you've SRAM brakes SRAM guide mm-hmm. chain guides yeah you, um, you know you've the Mavic a D-Max wheel set on it, big strong wheels with chunky hubs on it um, and then in their lace with Michelin tyres which were really good I was, I, I had heard a lot of reports about them and what they were like and I was, the tyres that have come out were, were great too so all around as a bike it sits as I said it sits ready to race um, and it sits 
it's, it just depends on the stuff. It depends on the type of riding that you want to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's cool. And what size were you on, Robert? Uh, it was on the large. I okay. normally kind of sit on the fence between a medium and a large. Um, for me, like, it was comfortable. It felt good. The only little thing I had with it was the the seat post. It's got a 170 mil uh, rock shop dropper post on it. And the seat post was a touch on the high side for me. I had to get it right down into the into the frame, mm-hmm. get it down to its lowest setting. And it was just about right for me for for climbing that was little almost getting a little stretched out so definitely i probably could have gone to a medium on it but it was the large was available and what, what i had to demo yeah yeah and um, what height are you robert uh about five ten okay i i'm five ten too and yeah. you find that you find that was you're kind of in between yeah because the previous bike was a medium so and this one was a large so kind of I kind of, I can, as I said, I can sit on the fence and it, it doesn't bother me too much, I think. So, mm-hmm. if you had to choose a medium or a large, which one would you buy? Um, I don't know. I think it really just depends on the model and manufacturer that you're, you're going for because, you know, all sizing is sort of different, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, with the new proof, if, if you mean in that sense, um, I don't know. I was comfortable on the large. It didn't. I didn't spend much time getting comfortable. If you know what I mean, I was mm-hmm. hopped on it and I was good to go straight away. The only, the only thing, one of the kind of couple of criticisms I had was the bike comes with eight hundred mil wide bars, and for me, I didn't like the bars that width. I thought they were too wide. Mm. Uh, I would prefer them prefer a short, a narrower bar. I thought there was a couple of trails that you know well and. There were gaps in them, gaps between the trees that I was kind of clipping where I shouldn't have been usually clipping, if you know what I mean. So I mm-hmm. think for for kind of the trails that we have in Ireland, a lot of them, you know, where they are quite tight and nadry in places, um, the 800 mil bars are a bit too wide. Um, but other than that, it was um, no major complaints. Again, they don't have a water bottle on. You can't put a water bottle on the frame which I didn't like. Um, so you have to kind of figure another way to carry a water bottle. I did see people that kind of bolted it to the underside of the, the frame. Yeah. And that just gets covered in muck. And... <laughs> I never understood that at all. Yeah. yeah so you're kind of eating shit <laughs> when you want it. So you kind of need to kind of figure out how to, either you wear a camel pack or you kind of carry a water bottle in, in a side belt or something. But I do, I would like to I don't know. I think it's just, a, I don't know why manufacturers do that. Yeah, the water bottle thing. I know it's, yeah, because, you know, looking at it, I'm looking at the bike right now, and you can get side mounted water cages, oh. you know, so that the bottle slides in from the side. Yes. You know, so they maybe could have fit it one. There is uh, space to fit it. Like you would yeah. it in just above. Uh, under the top tube just above the shock somewhere you would squeeze it in but. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you certainly could get a side mounted one on there without mm. a problem yes yeah yeah um you can also get mounts now for the handlebars you know where your bottle cage mounts onto the handlebar <laughs> i don't know if i'd like that no that would be that would throw your balance off a bit no wouldn't it like it's mm. yeah it'd be weird just seeing that thing in front of you i don't yeah, know yeah 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 
Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. But um, yeah, now let's chat about the frame, the carbon, because the Vitus you had uh, before that was aluminium. So what did you think of the carbon frame? How did you get on with that? Um, I really liked it. I didn't know because I felt that the the Vitus scarf was quite light anyway as a bike. And, um, you know, when I was in the shop kind of comparing side by side, there wasn't like a whole chunk of difference in the weight. But when you're on it and you're riding it, you do notice the carbon. Um, you, you notice that lightness, is, is especially when you're pedaling and you're climbing. Mm-hmm. Um, it definitely aids... It definitely aids you when you're climbing um, for to have a carbon frame, and I, I I can see why people go that direction. You know. Mm-hmm. Did you feel it stiff when you were on the downhills and doing tight cornering and stuff? Did you feel the frame a bit stiff? The bike a bit stiff? Were you getting feedback from the bike as such as such or? No, no, it was it was pretty pretty comfortable with it. Um, didn't. Didn't throw out anything new or un- that I hadn't noticed before. You know, it was um, just handled. It handled overall. It handled really well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So carbon, something you might look at in the future then, as if you were yeah. purchasing. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, yeah. All right, cool. And do you know uh, if Nookproof have any kind of guarantee with the frame or? Um, did, the, did the boys say before you left the shop, you, you break it, you buy it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah you usually get that but no I, I i don't know to be honest i couldn't tell you if it does have um i'm sure it does have a, 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 a most most carbon ones most manufacturers do offer that yeah yeah i'm sure they do some kind of guarantee with it for sure they're normally really good with that now let's chat about the michelin tires because i'm interested in these two these things look really good yeah they're Nick Michelin were only new out last year essentially, so there's been a lot of good reports on them. The one the set fitted to this bike, which comes standard, are the Wild Enduro Gum X. So the Gum X would mean they're kind of a softer, kind of a softer Pretty. rubber compound, mm-hmm. and it's 2.4. Um, yeah, so it was only running 2.4s, yeah, yeah, front and rear. Wow, yeah, okay. but a good, a good tire width on the, on the trail. Um, the the knobs itself are quite soft. They've got a bit of flex, flex or kind of movement in them. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely, at first when you see them, you go, "Oh, they're not going to," you know, they're too grippy. If you know what I mean, so they're going to drag on the climbs. But it didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't transfer that way across. I was I was quite surprised. Um, gripped really well as i said i had them in wet and dry conditions um and it gripped well like off camber if you're hitting off camber routes and stuff like that it would it didn't cause you an issue um it just it it, it held its own um kind of on that dry uh, sorry on the on the kind of irish dirt in the sense that it's it's not know what you'd be used to in Malta with the, with the <laughs> loose dry dirt now I couldn't tell you what it'd be like and sort of stuff like that what's your grip but on the kind of tacky low me sort of trails you know grip was grip was really good um I was lo- I was running I was running about 20 I just ran them on the tubes I didn't actually put make it tube you can go tubeless right like, tubeless ready yeah because the bike is ready tubeless but I didn't run tubeless. I was just running the stock tubes that were in it, and I never got a puncture. And I was running about twenty to twenty-two psi. Um, wow. so carcass and the carcass and the tire is quite strong, which is a, which is a good sign, you know. 
because mm-hmm. every now and then you're like, oh, I should have punctured there and it didn't, you know, that type of thing. And there's a couple of times I heard a, a smack and I'm like, oh, that's going to go. And it didn't. And uh, yeah, definitely go for a set of those again. Um, got one puncture, but it wasn't me. It was Jay that got the puncture. He was, when we were doing the photo shoot on that, uh, on the gap jump, uh, which I'm sure you probably post up a few images of, uh, he overshot uh, after about five or six goals. And he did a front wheel, front wheel puncture, but that was probably because I I run I was running the tw- quite low pressure twenty twenty two psi, so mm-hmm. that was the only bit. That was the only one where I got it, and uh, you know, um, which you know we had it through like that Maribor Rock Garden section in in Ravensdale, and then through a lot of rooty snotty stuff, and yeah, there wasn't wasn't an issue. Grip was good. Um, yeah, definitely. As I said, it'd, it'd go back for another set of those tires. Mm. The chain reaction sell those? Um, I think they do. Yeah, I'm sure they do. I think mm-hmm. most shops stop them. To be honest, um, you know, there a lot of people are starting to catch up now and, and, and stock Michelins as well as as their Schwabs or their uh, Max's tires, isn't it? Mm-hmm. yeah it's nice i think it's just nice to have something different to choose yeah. from you know yeah. Yeah, it's more options at the end of the day yeah um and it will be nice and i don't i mean this in the nicest of ways it'll be nice to see a different tire on the trails than than max's yeah you know? <laughs> well, normally you run schwab magic mary's uh, yeah and then a lot of people have, have, have are on Maxis. I know a lot of people. I don't know, Ned, for the wear on the Michelin, I would say it, it did look like I'd worn the rear a bit more than I had expected to. I suppose with the softer compound, you will probably, you may be going to get a bit more mm-hmm. tire tire wear out of it. Um, so on a longer test, how long it would last, I don't know, it depends on the level of riding that you're doing and um how, how much uh you want to get out of a tire before you change it as well isn't it but um, Aye, i think yeah. that one thing that maybe it'll probably be its downfall is is this you know the softer compound will wear out quicker than say i don't know say the the magic mary but they, the magic mary is going come in three different compounds now as well anyways mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I think the likes of that Gomex is probably like you were saying previously. It's aimed at somebody who's racing week in, week mm-hmm. out. Yeah, you know, and they would be changing tires quite, quite regularly anyway. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you know, they're only looking at the tire for that one race, and if they can get another race out of it, they'll take it. Um, but I was listening to a thing the other day, which was surprising, and they were saying that the the EWS and Euro riders and stuff like that, they will use tires, new tires for every race. Did you know. You- New tires for every race. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'd imagine so. Yeah, I'd imagine so. Well, yeah. to be for a start, to be sponsored riders, so the tires aren't <laughs> costing yeah. them anyways. But I imagine they would. Yeah, because you want your best grip. You know, they're what? What were they doing the weekend? Forty-three, forty-five minutes of race time. Yeah, that's, that's a lot. Like that's two or three events nearly at home sometimes, isn't it? Ah, it's crazy. So. You know, so something like that, Gomex, that Wild Enduro Gomex, is probably aimed a wee bit more towards that end of things. So it's not a tire you would expect to last you for, you know, a couple of seasons, you know, that kind of No, way. no, no, no. You might get a year out of it, though. I think yeah. a year out of any tire, you're, you're, you're doing pretty good and maybe a bit tight on the pocket. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, it's crazy, man. The, the dire prices can be nuts, definitely. Well, I think I think people on I think people um, underestimate the importance of having a, keeping a good tire on your bike anyway, because that's your contact with the ground. You know, that's your only point of contact with the ground. Mm-hmm. You're running crap tires. You're not going to get good grip. You know. I it's the tires. Yeah. The tires are everything, dude. They're everything. Exactly. You know, so you important. Washing out corners or whatever, and like, oh, what? This isn't good today, or whatever. And then you look at the tire, and then you're like, you could have changed that one maybe a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> I <laughs> had enough of it. I got your money's worth out of that one. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I'm looking. I'm just on chain reaction now. I'm looking at the price of the tires. Mm-hmm. They do sell them. Um, the Wild Enduro. So there is 29ers rear. There's a few different options on them now. Um, so they go from the likes of 38 pounds right up to about 80. So there's a bit of difference. Mm, there is, yeah. There's quite. It's um. Gummex. So there is different. There must be different compounds in them, and that Gummex one as well so yeah there could be could be maybe different types of sidewalls on them too exactly yeah yeah exactly but um those ones you had seem to be quite good with puncture resistance and stuff so yeah they're probably the they're probably the better ones yeah zed here was running on tubes and i didn't i i only had that one puncture which was on something that i wouldn't normally it wasn't me even riding a jump like that so mm-hmm. yeah so i was quite surprised it was um had expected to pick up a couple of punctures and i didn't so yeah, definitely good report on them, and uh, yeah, would be very good. Set of those again. Cool, man. Cool. Now, um, you seem to be falling in love with the old Eagle Group set. Um, how did you find this one? Then you were really happy with it. Huh? Yeah. Um, this as this one is uh, your twelve speed, and definitely just to have that extra bigger granny gear in the back is, is, is a godsend some days. Now I never I never felt like it was it wasn't my go to, you know, gear if you know what I mean. Like I always had a bit there was always a bit more range in the box. Mm-hmm. Um so it's quite well spaced, quite well geared. Um but it's it is nice just to have that sitting there when you <laughs> when when you're starting to suffer. It's nice to have it sitting there. But the 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 range through the through it was really good like there was plenty of um plenty of scope on it um yeah it was well specced yeah yeah and the uh the eagle component ray the shram eagle stuff just it does look real amazing yeah it, it, it looks, does it looks nicer now than i think it was the shimano equivalent on the the scarp and the difference between the two look look a lot nicer or mm. like cleaner and if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, what do you think about it then, Robert? Is uh, Would you give it the thumbs up? What's your impressions of the bike in, in general? Overall, yes, definitely give it the... You couldn't... You can't fault it um, for what it is. It's, it's, you know, out of the box, it's ready to race. Out of the box, you know, you can point it down the best stuff that we have in this country and it's going to, it's going to just soak it up and chew it, chew it up. No problem. Um, as a bike itself, if that's what you're kind of chasing, you'll find yourself raising your own ability level and in, in what you can do and what you can ride. And for all that, it's definitely gives it definitely a thumbs up. Um, as I said, 
a couple of times if you're if you're racing and if you're racing like there we had like nearly three months of racing back to back or three months like week in week out and if that's what you're doing it's perfect for that you know because especially you know you're pushing hard you're looking for each second that you got on the bike the bike is um the bike's geared for stuff like that and then if you have a day a weekend off and you want to ride a, a downhill race like you could you could show up and you could ride downhill on that there's no problem for me mm-hmm. as i would stand and it's more that the bike kind of made me question of what i would want in a where i would be in a bike not so much in what the bike it's not a criticism of the bike more so of a criticism of myself is that um i would probably prefer uh, a 150 mil travel bike if you know what i mean that i didn't i don't think i need a 170 mil bike with with um to, to do what i'm doing you know i'm not mm-hmm. racing i'm not on the clock um you know i if the odd time i want to go find some steep stuff for it i'll get down it you know that type of thing but mm-hmm. i'm not seeking it out week in week out or i'm not hitting gap jumps and i'm not doing stuff like that so in that sense i don't think i think i think um i'd have more fun and more on the all mountain and trail type of bike which is interesting in a sense because it's that seems to be the the hole in the, the market that new proof are missing you know they've got you've got a hard tail with them and then it jumps up to kind of that enduro spec 170 all their bikes are around that 170 165 mil sort of travel so did it is like they could do with something in the middle to, to bridge that gap i would say first yeah like i i think you're right there because personally for me myself i would probably go towards 150 mm. um because it suits the trails that I ride. Yeah, exactly. That's that's kind of what um, I suppose I'm getting at. Yeah. Yeah, and you know anything else, you're kind of you've kind of got too much bike almost. Yeah, yeah. Um, some people say too much an hour, you know, but I personally think 150 is more than enough for what I need. Yeah. Um, and that's the one thing that puts me off the nookproof stuff is I just don't know if I would use a 170 to be honest. I think it's different. Like if you're on the continent where you're, you're, you know, you're close to the Alps or that sort of thing, and you have that kind of range on your doorstep, you know, that's perfect for what what you want to do with the bike. You know, mm-hmm. for me, where I don't have it on the doorstep, I kind of live in the flattest country in county in 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 Ireland. You know, so I don't have big mountain <laughs> ranges, and um, I think that's where it it not that it fell down. It's where I kind of. It didn't work for me and i think you've got to look at your own ability level and what you're expecting out of the bike you know um and i think i think that's where people will will um think but definitely you know for some somebody that's wanting to race it you know they're aggressive and they're riding they're, they're pushing on it, it's something to look at and something to go for yeah certainly the bike um the bike does look amazing and if you're doing that kind of stuff i'm sure it is yeah just fantastic on it yeah um, and it's stopped by a lot of different um shops around the country and and new proof is, has a good distributor um rate network anyway so mm-hmm. it's um they're quite easy to get a hold of too yeah cool and just as far as price and value go how do you think it kind of rates there I think for the for the pro, as I said, the pro would be 
is what they're regarding as their entry level carbon. And for four thousand, just over the four thousand mark, you know, it's pretty pretty good on the price point. Carbon bike with good componentry, good suspension. I think they, they they hit the nail on the head there with the price point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it comes in like if you're you know something like a Yeti or um you know it's 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 an you could put another thousand on top of that you know exactly yeah no and they seem to be quite good with the pricing to be honest you know mm. um yeah it, it was funny when I initially looked at the new range and the nook proofs come out I my first opinion was wow they've got quite expensive but then I actually looked at what the bike was you know with the 170 and everything else that it came with and I was like no well that's actually very very reasonable you know so i kind of jumped the gun a bit but um no they seem to they seem to do their get their pricing quite good on it yeah no it and then you know if you have a lower you can go there as you said you can go down to 2000 by 2600 for their comp their entry level aluminium spec ones as well so mm-hmm. plenty of, there is plenty of scope across the brand yeah no very nice bike uh have you had to give it back yet, or is it one you're yeah, trying? Yeah, it's unfortunate I've had to give it back. Um, but I have, I actually have another bike on test, and it's the it's the polar opposite of what what I uh, what I um what balance I bike. <laughs> yeah, I'm on. Um, I've I picked up the while I was in the shop, and big thanks again to to Dave um, and the crew in Chain Reaction Site because Belfast for helping out with bike reviews. Um, it's been really good of them to, to kind of get behind doing it and um you can't it's you know people are kind of say oh it's another you know you're testing another bike with chain reaction but they're the only shop that stepped forward and and, and uh, offered bikes for review so i can't knock them um mm-hmm. no you can't you can't you can't complain you know it's great to get something out and what i have this time now is a vitus Santier vr hardtail so it's the polar opposite maybe of what the new proof was where it's a high-end enduro spec bike and this is an entry-level trail hardtail trail center hardtail is what you would call mm, it so it's a bit the time they made you work for your money yeah <laughs> but it's uh it's actually it's a bike that's won quite a lot of awards um mbr uk have, have named it the uh, trail bike of the year or hardtail trail bike of the year for under a thousand pound um, repeatedly so it's it's got a lot of pedigree with it for what it is so I'm looking forward to getting out in that and just a completely different style of riding type of mountain biking and, and, and see how things go because it's also again it's a first for me in the sense that I'm for riding a hardtail um, and it'll be interesting to see how a bike you know for a thousand pound how it goes really what, mm-hmm. what can you do in it and um, what what's it about so it'll be interesting to see where where it where to go I'll plan now a few trail center trips get um try and get around as many of them as i can as possible i think that's more where the bike is geared for mm-hmm. i had once been up on the mountain and the lumpers on it and it was a lot of fun i was really surprised um it's just a different it opens up it kind of gives presents the trail in a different way i suppose would be the best way to look best way of speaking mm-hmm. Well, that's very interesting. Um, that'll be that'll be good to um, find out how you got on in that because it's a very very good bike for somebody that's a wee bit more serious about the mountain biking thing. Maybe wants to get into it every weekend or something. It's a really affordable bike for somebody like that. Yeah, for for a thousand pound, like you know, 
you can't so far like it seems like you can't go to it's pretty good you know mm -hmm. yeah uh, because let's face it you, you there is some full suspension bikes out there around that money but you know you get what you pay for at the end of the day and yeah something like this is probably going to going to just be more user-friendly and stuff and have less issues and everything else so exactly yeah yeah and the hardtail is a nice thing to have a have a spin on it as well yeah cool okay look forward to that that'll be interesting yeah we'll see how things go that's cool man right well let's jump on to the the pedals then so you um you got a land of the nuke proof horizon pro sam hill flat pedals now had you these on the 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 mega yeah yes yeah i had these for the mega um and i still have them so i have them on review still more of a longer term review um they are the yeah nuke proof horizon pro sam hill flat pedals it's a bit of a mouthful but that's the title of the of the pedal <laughs> Uh, they fall under the Nukeproofs Horizon uh, componentry range, I suppose. So they're the Sam Hill edition, in case you missed it, Sam Hill edition pedals. Um, there's two options for the Sam Hill flat pedals. Um, they come with a steel or a titanium axle, and the one I have on test is the steel axle. Okay. Um, lovely pedal. Um uh, the available in one color, so any color you like, as long as it's black, um, as Henry Ford used to say, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. Brilliant. Um, yeah, and they're quite a reasonable pri priced as well. They're seventy five pounds. Yes, yeah, seventy five pounds for the steel axle one, or you can jump up to one hundred and forty nine pound ninety nine for the titanium axle ones. Um, the Essentially, this the the platform and the pedal is the same. What you're what you're getting different there is is uh, your titanium axle and your bearings are slightly different, and your weight. Obviously, you're saving you're saving yourself a bit of a hundred grams maybe, or just mm -hmm. under hundred grams. So, if you're if you're keen in that, um, flat pedals. You're a flat pedal rider too, aren't you? I'm. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I've always been riding flat pedals. I never went across the clips yet. So um they're good i used to, i actually had a set of the horizon an old set the old model set of the horizon horizon pedals um for a while and so far they've been like those pedals never really served me wrong so build wise and quality wise from what i can tell so far you know they're, they're good they're a good pedal good long long lasting wearing pedal um the sam hill ones i noticed of the additions of as they've updated the edition for this this one the, the the pins are much better on on these uh sam hill pedals um they're fully adjustable pins it's 20 pins per pedal so there's plenty of grip with what um what's an offer you've got um like a it's an, an allen key head on them so you can um you can adjust you can take them in and out depending if you wanted mm -hmm. to ar different arrange them the order of the, the pins differently you can do so it's um or if you lose a pin you can easily replaceable re replace them as well so it's pretty good um little nice little things on them there's a, a seal across the a lip seal bear lip seal across the bearing just to prevent mud and dirt getting through and causing you any grief um, generally all around those is, is pretty good comfortable pedal and um, plenty of grip actually really good grip on them mm -hmm. 
Well, you see that that's a good thing about the seal, the water seal. Um, that's obviously showing that that's a, that's something that's been designed from Belfast, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. because yeah. of the water and the muck we have to deal with. But it's very important for for us guys, you know, yeah. to have that yeah. in a pedal, especially um, during the winter. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Now, is this the same pedal that Sam Hill uses, or? Yeah, it's the exact same pedal. He would use the titanium axle one, um, mm-hmm. and and that's the only difference. So the the actual design platform of the pedal itself is the same. Um, it's an alloyed body, um, aluminium platform. Um, it's kind of got angled faces on the side just for deflection or rocks and stuff like that. But um, yeah, generally it's nice and it's nice design, nice um, kind of etched in with Samuel's name on it as well, which is quite cool. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. And what about the foot position and stuff on them? Is the footbed the same size and shape as your other Horizons or is it different? Uh, yeah, no, it's pretty much the same. Um, same footbed on it, um, and it's comfortable. It's not, um, you know, you're not trying to. Once you put your foot on the pedal, the head down, say you're heading into a trail. I haven't noticed that it needed to readjust. If you know what I mean, pretty much foot on the peg, and and it's it's stuck like glue type of thing. So mm-hmm. it's been good. Yeah, that's good. And what about um, pedal strikes? Did you experience anything like that? Or? Uh, nothing major, and I don't know if that's also maybe an issue, or not an issue, a, a kind of a contributory factor from the 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 mega, and that it had quite it had a one seventy mil crank on it, so it was a slightly shorter crank on it, so maybe that helped. Um, I'll be interesting to see now that I'm on a hard tailor from smacking from smacking rocks, but so far no, I haven't. Yeah, that's good. That's good. And about say quality and stuff like that do you think the service life of these things would be quite good yeah i'm expecting if it's anything based on my old set um there there are a couple of editions old if you know what i mean they've held up quite well so i imagine these ones will be better again um the horizon their kind of flat pedal range for nuke proof they've got um you know they've got the sam hill editions or you could go for the horizon pro which is the same 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 idea as the sam hills with the steel axle but they've actually got a couple of different color options on it or you can get the horizon comp which is a plastic pedal um Mm. i did have a i did use the plastic pedals a couple of times during the winter and um they weren't as good now as what the aluminium pedals are They, they just they're plastic so for rock strikes and stuff that you were getting damaged um i definitely go if i looking if you're looking for a pedal with a bit more life for a long range go for i would go for the aluminium body ones over the plastic ones cost mm-hmm. a little bit extra but in the long term i think you'd be well worth it yeah definitely and the plastic ones come with plastic pens which you can't change is that right or are they uh, no there's there was um was steel pins in the in the classic ones right and there was a there was a mix there was a couple of in the kind of in the middle our inner ones were were molded with molded plastic and then the outer ones were steel pins but um the they just didn't the life range wasn't as good i felt on especially when it came to rock strikes or hitting roots and stuff like that you know yeah yeah cool 
Cool. No, that sounds good. Um, are you going to use those on the hardtail as well? Yeah, yeah. Leave them on and use them for the hardtail. Yeah. That'll be interesting. What travels the hardtail got at the front? It's got one forty mil travel. Okay. Yeah, that'll be interesting to see if you if you um, feel the pedals work differently on that bike than they do from the Mega. Yeah, yeah. The, it's got, um, I think it's five compression adjustments on the front fork as well. So five? Five, five, yeah. And there's, what was it on the, on the, on the Mega? Was something like 13 or... <laughs> Aye, that, that's crazy. You need to take a manual out with you. Yeah, yeah. So you have uh, you have a lot less range on this hardtail. So, but then yeah. you have, that's that's one thousand versus four thousand. So, in price. So, aye, and you know, listen. Does the normal rider need all those settings? You know, this is just one thing. I you know, I certainly, I get a setting I like and I stick with it. I don't I don't mess about too much. Did you know? And you you were kind of saying the same thing there. You didn't mess about too much with settings and stuff. Would you normally be like that? Or? Yeah, I'd be I'd be normally like that. Um, I would kind of find a base setting that I was happy with on on a trail on, on kind of an all round or sort of a trail, and then sort of stick with it. Mm-hmm. And it then it depends on every rider's different, and you know. It depends on every rider is different and what they wanted. Nobody kind of rides the same. I think that's the beauty of it as well for suspension. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going to try and get home for, uh, in about a month's time, Robert. Do you think with them boys at Chain Reaction lend me that nuke proof for a spin? They might just. It's up. I know. Um, <laughs> call in and and say hello to Dave. He'll he'll sort you out. I know. I do know they're actually selling. They're getting ready to sell their demo bikes at the moment. So. Um, if you are looking for a new bike or a new used bike, um, the demo bikes are coming up for for sale shortly. So you could get bag yourself a good bargain. You could get that that's new dangerous. for chasing. Ah, uh, that, that's very dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, here, anything else you want to add, Robert? Or um, I know we're going to be chatting a wee bit later about the race scene and stuff like that coming up in episode 100 Ooh, so i'm looking forward to that um there's been there's been plenty going on eh? yeah no i think that's i think that kind of covers it hopefully it covers covers it all for this one i hope people kind of got an idea of where i'm where we were at with with this review um like as i said the bikes bikes first class it's 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 a it's it's targeted at it as at the enduro market and the um, that sort of riding, so it, it's um, down to what what um, basically down to kind of the riding preference that you have and what what you where you're going with it. But you can't really go far if it's, if you're looking for something to race, tackle the steep stuff, um, and 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 lift your ability on the trails. Then you can't really go too far wrong with something like that. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's it's a very very capable looking bike now for sure, and it's a, certainly an eye catcher. Definitely, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, thanks, Bud, for coming on. I appreciate it. It was great to chat to you about, about Nuke Proof. And, um, yeah, it's a very, very interesting brand. And um, as I say, if anybody wants to know a wee bit more about it, they can check out. Let me just double check. It was episode, yeah, episode 36 I done with Alistair Beck, and we talked a lot more about the Nuke Proof brand and stuff and, and uh, how it came to be. Uh, to what it is today so that that's an interesting listen um 
and Alistair's very straightforward about it and stuff like that. So it's it's really good. But I'm so so glad that Chain Reaction held on to it, you know, and they're they're still producing it and producing really first class stuff with it. Exactly. Well, they've won the last two Enduro World Championships, so it's it's uh, it's going pretty good for them. Yeah. <laughs> certainly is well here Robert thanks so much bud thanks for coming on again and um, we'll have you on in uh, a few weeks time just to do a roundup of the Irish race scene and stuff so that'll be cool man I'm looking forward to that brilliant looking forward to that and thanks again folks that's a wrap for episode number 96 I hope you enjoyed that and I hope it's put your mind straight about um, what kind of bike you want to be riding in the near future if you're thinking of changing what kind of a bike to go for and what would best suit your needs because at the end of the day it doesn't matter what name it's on it it doesn't matter how the bike looks it's how it performs is really the most important thing and whether it performs on the trails that you mostly ride and I think that's one thing we get caught up on too much as we look at the guys on TV we look at the guys doing all these big jumps, etc., and we, we think we have to be riding the same bike as, as those guys, or this, as close to it as possible. But realistically, we really should be trying to ride the bike that best suits the conditions we'll be using it in. So it's something I have to think about, because I am going to be getting a new bike in the very near future. So, you know, it's good to chat to Robert. Robert's tested a few bikes now for the Nuke Proof guys, or, sorry, for the Chain Reaction guys. You know, it's good. It's just good to get an overview and, and see how he feels about the bikes and have a chat to him about it. So, Robert, thanks so much for coming on the show, bud. It was great to have you back on. And, folks, if you want to know any more information about freewheeling.ie or about what we chat about in the episode, just go to the show notes. You'll find them at mtb-try.com. You'll get links to the bikes from Chain Reaction. You'll get links to Robert's freewheeling page and articles he's done on the bikes thus far. And um, all good links there to all good stuff. Now, if you want to help the show and support us, the best way is by subscribing, rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. Every one of your ratings helps, boosts us on Apple's algorithms and helps spread the good word about the show to more people. Now, if you're not on Apple, don't worry. You can subscribe via Stitcher, Spotify and Podbean. And I would so appreciate it if you do that. Now, you can also check us out on our website, mtb-tribe.com, where you can find the complete back catalogue listen and download every show you can also subscribe there and get one email per week with a quick and easy link to the show you won't get any bombardments of emails through the week or anything like that just one email with a quick synopsis of who is coming on the show and what to expect you can also get involved on social media at mtv tribe on instagram and facebook Take screenshots and help share the show, share with friends and point them in the direction of the podcast. I would much appreciate it. That is the best way to help the show is just by word of mouth and um, sending the show on to somebody you may feel will be interested in it. So thanks a lot, folks. Thanks again for being here. I do appreciate you tuning in and um, I will speak to you next week for another episode of the MTB Tribe podcast. But until then, get out on the bike, enjoy the summer and I hope you get pushing the pedals.